Several months ago, I walked into our Cesar Milan Incorporated offices and noticed our staff crowded around one computer screen making ooh and ah noises. I nudged my way in to see what all the fuss was about. There in front of me, in a slightly blurry video, was a litter of six adorable Shiba Inu puppies, three male and three female, in a padded dog bed, playfully crawling over one another. When I learned that this was actually a live video feed in real time, I was fascinated and impressed. Apparently, the breeders, a San Francisco couple, had set up a video camera to serve as a kind of baby monitor so they could keep an eye on their charges at all times. The employees at the internet company that set up the live feed fell in love with the puppies and began sending links to other friends. The link went viral, and suddenly millions of people in more than 40 countries were glued to their computer screens, watching their homegrown phenomenon that became known as the puppy cam. During a time of national economic stress, viewers claim that watching the Shiba Inu puppies calmed them down, distracted them from their worries, and had an overall positive effect on their mental health. Whatever your cultural background, the language you speak, your race, creed, or religion, you have to be made of stone, not to be moved by the antics of puppies. Their apparent hopelessness and adorable clumsy attempts to explore a world that is new to them automatically awakens the nurturing instincts that nature has implanted deep in the genes of every male and female child and grandparent. And as the testimonials from Puppy Camp fans prove, loving puppies is good for us. Puppies bring us closer to our innocent, natural animal selves. They relieve our stress, improve our health, and remind us that true happiness exists only in the moment. Loving and raising a puppy can be one of the richest, most rewarding experiences of a person's entire life. And once that puppy becomes a full-grown dog, the bond created during those first eight months, the stage that I call puppyhood, can solidify into the kind of relationship that will sustain you throughout your dog's lifetime and beyond. However, the fact that our human hearts routinely melt into butter whenever we see a pup doesn't automatically make us qualified to raise one. That's why I'm creating this audiobook. What is it about dogs that makes us believe the skills for raising them will come as effortlessly to us as raising our own human offspring? I don't know many humans who believe they will automatically know how to raise a baby elephant, leopard, or dolphin should one happen to fall into their laps. I am sure most people instinctively know that you don't raise a seal cub, a parrot chick, or a foal the same way you would a human child. Human beings have even learned hard lessons about trying to raise our closest cousins, the higher primates, as if they were hairier versions of ourselves. I recently read a heartbreaking book, Nim Chimsky, The Chim Who Would Be Human, by Elizabeth Hess, 
about a 1960s era experiment designed to teach a chimpanzee language and a social context by taking him from his mother in infancy and rearing him as if he were a human boy in the midst of an upscale Manhattan family. Though Nim did manage to learn excellent skills in American Sign Language and could communicate with it for the rest of his life, his animal nature soon overwhelmed the human members of his adopter family who were forced to abandon him. He lived out the rest of his sad life in a kind of no-man's land of foster homes and primate research facilities, never knowing if he were chimp, human, or something in between. One of my cardinal rules in life is that we must respect animals as the beings they are, not as the near-human companions we might wish them to be. To me, having a true bond with an animal means celebrating and honoring its animal nature first before we start to co-opt it into being our friend, soulmate, or child.